This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me as pretty much always are Dan and Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Dan, Dan and Charlotte, as always. We're here. I, I, I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure, I guess, um, to be here with you, even though you are miles away and we're doing this via Zoom. That's true. Right? Okay. Yes. Yes. We are continuing to socially distance and, uh, but still be united in our podcasting. Um, you know, this is what we got to do in this, in this very serious time that, uh, although we're releasing this episode on April fool's day, we're not going to make fun of that because that would just be, that'd be wrong. We're not going to make fun of April Fool's Day, or we're not going to make fun of the serious time that we're all in. The serious time that we're all in. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Got it. Right. So, so, but that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, Scarlett, let's, let's talk about this real quick. Last episode, so Monday, two days ago, Mm -hmm. Dave calls you Charlotte. To, yeah. Walk me, walk me through your feelings on this. How did that? What happened there? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't. I definitely can't make fun of the coronavirus situation we're in because I totally thought I had it when you guys were recording. I was, I was getting into the car. My friends who are medical people were saying go to the emergency room, and I was like, I don't want to go to the emergency room. What if I don't have it? Like, why am I going to the emergency room? Um, and so I'm seriously in suffering mode. And I text you guys right when it was about to start, told you that I couldn't make it. And then I find out that Dave called me Charlotte. So, you know, it's okay, Dave, I forgive you. It's water under the bridge. It, it happens to a lot of people. Well, for the record, I called you Charlotte twice during No, it was episode. like four times. It was okay. like four times. Was it's it okay, though. Times? Okay. But like, it was very close. It's like you just kept saying Charlotte over and over in a very short period of time. It's okay. Let's just move on. I'm over it. I really am over it. And I don't have the coronavirus, so that's a good thing. <laughs> well, we hope. <laughs> well, I got tested, and it was neg- negative, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe I had it. I don't know. It depends on who you talk to about uh, how trustworthy the test is, unfortunately. But uh, I know. I had all the symptoms, <sighs> but I'm better now. So I'm That's better. Good. My name is Scarlett. It's not Charlotte. And we're back. And it's right. April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. Sure Still is. Alive. So. Good day to be alive. Thank you, Charlotte Scarlett. I, I yes. have okay. to this many times. So here's the other question. Has anyone called you Charlotte an accident before? People do that my, throughout my life, yes, and I never correct them. I just answer to it. That's also, so... people—I mean, I'm not going to correct them. And then also, people spell my name with two T's all the time. Like even some people in my extended family uh, still do that. It's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever really, you want to call me. You you just you just kind of just accept it, and that's it. Oh huh. yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to be yeah. That's fair. That's I thought fair. I fought back with this because I mean we do have a podcast together and all, so. It's true. I would hope well, the people I'm on a podcast with would know my name. And we're doing Zoom and we literally are looking at each other's names right now, but it's fine. That's it, true. But even then, even then, I'm still messing it up. I tell you, 
When I get, you know, when I'm uh, getting on a run talking, <laughs> I say all sorts of random things. So that's pretty impressive if I just called you Charlotte. It could have been so many other terrible things. Yeah. I'm sorry, Charlotte. No, no. It's really, it's really close. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, if your name was Charlotte, though, what would you have as your preferred spelling? Because there's more than one way to spell Charlotte. I did not know that there was really? any. Really? No, really? So what, I had. Um, like Charlotte's Web is the only way. That's not the only way. There's actually a way that's that makes it easier for you. Um, all you do is you switch out the C for an H. What C? Charlotte. Charlotte. So instead nobody of Scarlet. Spelled, nobody, nobody spells Charlotte like that. Aaron. Yes, they do. I, no. I, uh, I have a friend. Did who, you research who this? Does, yes, I know someone. Who, who spells it that way. And I worked with her for many years. Huh. Okay. Very creative spelling of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. So she doesn't listen to this show, but, uh, but, uh, she, if she, if she did, she would know who she is. <laughs> I bet she would. <laughs> That's true. Yep. So, uh, so guys, we've got a lot of business to discuss today. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a sponsor for this episode, which I'm really disappointed in. Um, you know, some behind the scenes wheeling and dealing has not come come to fruition at this point. Um, you know, but someday, guys, we're gonna be rolling in the tens of dollars. You did yes. have a sponsor for a while. I was so excited when that happened. I was mm-hmm. like, "Yay!" When I back when I was just a listener, you know. That's true. That's true. We've had a we've had a couple of sponsors here and there, and that's been and that's been nice. It's uh, uh, it's you know help pay the bills because I mean, you know we uh, we we do not get to enjoy the lavish lifestyle that we have without uh, without occasionally some dollars coming in. So <laughs> yeah, lavish. We've got to keep the lavishness going. It's true. It's true. We wouldn't have gold plated podcast mics without it. So yeah. I'm uh, when this comes out, I'll probably have already put on our Malcontents Instagram the setup, the lavish setup that I have. You guys um, are on Zoom on my phone on a huge giant um, <laughs> bunny rabbit on my daughter's in my daughter's room because my <laughs> husband. As this is how all of us are working right now. My husband right. is working in the good office that we have with like bookshelves behind him when he's on Zoom and books because you know he's he's working in there on me- doing meetings. So I had to take this room with the giant um, bunny rabbit. So lavish indeed we need sponsors so that i can get my gold-plated zoom holder for my uh never mind (laughs) (laughs) well that's okay because you know what's gonna help what's gonna help well our new project our new our, our new project is gonna help with that because we've been again we've been wheeling and dealing behind the scenes but you know, we host a moderately successful podcast and um, someone wanted to know the secrets. So I'm excited that we are going to be releasing a brand new book called Two Guys, a Girl and a Podcast, The Secrets of Launching an Unexpectedly <laughs> Mediocre Podcast. Yeah, you know, let me tell you something, Aaron. I was as shocked as you were when they approached us because, I mean, we're what, three episodes in. So it's Maybe kind of like, or wow. Five. Yeah. I know. So it's kind of amazing that they wanted to know about our expertise this early on. But well, I, I'm, I, I I'm honored. To, 
Yeah, and I have to pull my weight as an agent, so I figured this is the opportunity right here. So yeah, right. I, I agree, Aaron. I think this was it, and we had to take it. We had to strike, you know, when you know things are hot here. So that's right. That's right. Um, this is the time. This is our time, as uh, as a friend of ours named a book once. So <laughs> that book so won't right. do nearly as well as this book about our podcasting expertise. Oh, no, no book is going to do as well as this book. This one is going to sell tens of copies to our tens of listeners and tens of their friends, too. So so be on the lookout for that. Um, in fact, we even got the cover art. So take a look in the show notes uh, to see that gem. I am I'm looking forward to seeing that. I've not yet. That's yet true. Seen I haven't had a chance to send it. it over to you guys yet. Yeah. So, I'm, but, I'm ready. Uh, I'm sorry. I proactively approved it. Uh, I hope you'll forgive me for being a bad partner in that way. <sighs> I, know, I know. I'm the worst. Uh, but it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this, and our media empire is not going to break up just yet. So, all right. So, um,. <laughs> <laughs> in other news we have uh we have some other things to discuss today though don't we do we i think so i think do we, we do <laughs> i don't know well all right so i'll, I'll provide I'll, I'll, before we go into some of that too i am kind of curious because you know scarlett you posted on the instagram the insta aaron and i were talking about this. what do we call it what, what i think we, we call it the gram if you're if we're cool i think we call it the gram okay the gram. is that what people who are cool call it now um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't right. know. I'm going to, I'm going right. to ask one of my, uh, one of my cool friends, um, in- Insta, you could call it Insta or you could call it the gram. Okay. Okay. Either way, the gram. All right. I'm going to go with the gram, the gram I'm feeling. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So, uh, listeners out there, you, since everyone's posting kind of where they are all the time, why don't you post just like Scarlett was posting on the gram, about where uh, we're listening to uh, the table of malcontents. You could do that or where you're reading right now. And it has to be something cool. We not one of these like beach, take a picture of your toes and where you're reading, but like, I'm just kind of curious, like, are you having to, like, I'm having to read in random places in the house now for the sake of having quiet. <laughs> if I'm able to ever get that, that's why I've not been reading that well over the uh, the past few weeks. Of I'm sorry, what is quiet? I, that's a great that's a great point. Um, since we all have kids, uh, but uh, I'm just like I'm in uncomfortable chairs in random corners of the house these days. For example, so maybe I should post a picture of that. That's all I've got. Yeah, and so, then just tag us, and we'll share where you're where you're doing your reading. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I think creative creative reading spaces uh, could be a pretty great series yes. for us. And and we will select the one that is most amusing uh, to our liking uh, uh, by giving you a, an advanced copy of our book. Right? Yes. Yes. Our book. Absolutely. And then yeah. you too can start a podcast like this and see this. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, never mind. Uh, as long as we're having fun. That's it. We're having fun. You're not inspiring a lot of confidence in this podcast here, Scarlett, by, by Listen, saying things like that. Aaron, I told you I'm not a good actress. <laughs> <laughs> okay, move on. Carry on. So, where are you reading? 
Sorry. So we're doing, we're, we're reading, we're also going to talk about our, um, since we, since again, all right. So I'm just going to say this, we, we, we talked about this before we started pressing record is it's difficult to have a conversation that seems kind of normal um, when more or less the world is falling apart. Um, people are legitimately suffering. Like I, I, I've just, I've had a tough time posting anything on social media or talking about books for fear of people. And I've had a few people actually like tag me back just saying like, I think I was asking, like, what's one book that you've always wanted to read that you've been putting off for the longest time. Now you have more time. And then someone like chimes in like, well, that's great. Unless you're in the medical community and you're, you know, helping save people's lives. Okay. Wow. You went there. Um, (laughs) First, I am very grateful for those people and I'm cheering for them. I'm doing what I can do, which is stay away and stay healthy and not, uh, uh, you know, give any uh, COVID germs to anyone else, you know? Um, But like, you know, but, but I, I do, I mean, I, I, I do believe with so many people online right now, I think it's fun to kind of, have a conversation and say, okay, what good can come out of this time for those a who are uh, have not contracted COVID nineteen, and also just in general, like man, we've just got a lot of time for those who are trying to honor their fellow man and woman um, by staying away. And like, what are they getting done? What are they reading? What are they? I don't know. Going after that's kind of cool. So I don't know. I, I've been thinking a lot about that. The other question is we. Like, what do we, like, we, as we look at our bookshelves, what are we, what, what are the books? If we had to strip away everything and we could only have, like, our desert island, like, three books, which ones would we bring with us? So. That's just totally unfair. And why? I, I don't appreciate that question. Why? Because I don't know that I can choose just three. You have to choose. That's the point. <sighs> but I don't want to. Which ones are most important <laughs> to you, Aaron? They're, they're all, e- I can't choose between all of my children. That's not fair. Hmm. Uh, that, you know. I think all, I can choose though. Okay, not so my children. You know Scarlet knows but what's yes, going the books. on. Okay. I okay. know what's going on. Okay, we're not counting the Bible, right? We're not counting uh, the Bible. We're going we're gonna to assume we have a Bible already. We're going to so, assume we have a Bible. So these yeah. are additional books. These yes. Are so books. I would... I would like put it into categories. So like I would want a book that is like one of my favorite to escape. And, you know, like you're talking about David, it is hard to talk about this whole thing right now because we're all kind of like we, most of us, I think are to the point where we know how serious this is. It's not just a cold or whatever a lot of people thought at the beginning. Um, I think it's important to have, to be putting really good, important things into your brain the Bible, books that are going to make you think about eternity and not like, is this the end? I mean, is this the end of the world? Like, this might be the end of the world. I don't know. Maybe Jesus is going back. Like, it really does feel like the world's falling apart. So my list would be like, I want, and this is going to sound weird to have on a list of like, these are the last books I want, but I'd want like Dad is Fat by Jim Gaffigan or like sign language by Jerry Seinfeld, which is basically like his old act, which I pretty much memorized in high school because I would want one that's just like familiar, fun, comforting. I'd want like one of those, but then I'd also want like the prodigal God or, or the Jesus storybook Bible, which is a kid's book, but it's one of those kids books where 
if you've read it as an adult, you can't really read it without crying because it does such a beautiful job of doing what Aaron does for a living, which is, you know, showing that the gospel is that Jesus is in the whole Bible. Um, I'd want one of those two. And then I'd want like a classic, like maybe the Scarlet Pimpernel or something just because of, because it's classic and nostalgic. I think that's my list. Nice. Dave, would you have good grade on there? Uh, and it's there's an assumption, and that falls in that category of the Bible. Like you just assume it's there, and <laughs> um, you know, I also I, I forgot to put like another uh, disclaimer on there. I'm like, because because Scarlett, you're thinking um, unselfishly about your children as well, which uh, me, I don't even think about. I mean, I'm such a terrible dad, so um, I can't do that. But but no, but but I, I do think that's a. Uh, that's kind of a fun way to look at it too, because for two different reasons. A, gospel truth is beautiful for every age, and sometimes getting it down to why people love Jesus' storybook Bible really hits that. Um, I mean, I mean, and also Aaron. Other than epic, sorry, mm. and afraid of all the things and so on. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm just gonna have to just kind of put those to the side just for a minute for the sake of uh, of this conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, Scar, that's a really good list. Uh, I <laughs> that is fat. What? No, no, list. I, no, it's I'm so serious. good. It's no, so I, fun. No, my mind went to. It ha- I need one comedy in there. Um, yeah. I'm struggling to figure out which one it should be because I think that I've read a ton of different comedy books and so which ones would be like the most amusing. And it would certainly have to be something like that. That is his. I think that is his best one. Um, oh, for sure. Uh, and I mean, yes. I like the other ones. I didn't love the rest of, but I thought, oh man, this is so this is just so funny. Um, man, I need to be thinking about this a little bit more. I know I didn't come prepared with a list, even though I threw this out there. I, 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 I mean, I, I seriously, I, I've, I'm going to put it into a few different categories. Sure. Because so for comedy, I think of, um. Although Seinfeldy was pretty darn funny, and thank you, Aaron, for that recommendation. That was uh, that was absolutely brilliant. I I'm making an assumption too. We don't have internet because I thought to myself like, there's a few different types of encyclopedia like books that I just love because they're visual as well as narrative, and I think there's just something fun about that. That I'm I'm such an information hound, so I would just thoroughly enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that bit of it. I would probably have, yes, some sort of history book, something like Undaunted Courage, but in reality, it would probably be something like a Winston Churchill biography, something that would help me get through, okay? Um, Of which one, I like a bunch of them. We'll just say Andrew Roberts' latest biography on him, um, just for the sake of that. So whatever uh, the new one is, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just Winston it's Churchill. That's really what it is, mm-hmm. so, or, or uh, Walking with Destiny, or something like that. Um, but um, so that would certainly be amusing. Then I think of like, what's the story? What's the novel? And what are the novels like stick with me? And the problem with novels is that, um, you know, as I go back and I look at the ones that are like so entertaining through the years um which ones have i picked up again over and over and even though i know we love life anger i don't think it would be a life i think those have it that they certainly have their place um i would probably go 
with something that's a little bit more entertaining. And I'm struggling to think of which one would be that. Um, it wouldn't be To Kill Mockingbird. It wouldn't be those because I just feel like I need something a little bit less serious, but something that's beautiful enough. So it could be hmm. something like Dickens. It could be maybe Hemingway or Steinbeck, just something mm. that's like just very thought provoking. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling on that one. Um, all right, come back to me, Aaron. Oh, what do you got? Man, see, yeah. I've got different kind of cate different categories. So, um, were we? How many were we limiting ourselves to again? I'm in three for the sake of it, but if you go over, I'm not going to kill you. Okay. But you can't list out ten. No more than five. Okay, three to five. Got we're it. Looking like something like that. Yeah. See, I'm tempted. Um, now, are we all stuck in the same post-apocalyptic wasteland, and can we share? No. Different different wastelands. Just for you. Okay. okay. Just for you. <laughs> Just for me forevermore. Okay. Got it. Um well, I wouldn't be satisfied unless I had something fashionably sad in there. So um so there's gonna be some Nick Hornby uh for some grumpy middle aged guy reading. Um <laughs> you know it's you know it's going to be on that list. It has to be. So um so that would be that would be something that I, I would probably include um, because it's the one that I read the most. Uh, it would probably be high fidelity that uh, would stick in there. Um, I would very likely include Great Expectations by mm -hmm. Dickens mm -hmm. um, because that is my favorite of his, um, even though it doesn't completely you know stick the landing. It's it's really great. Um, I great would see, this is, this is where I'm, where I'm torn because there's just so many options here. And, uh, you have I, to, you have to choose. I know. You I know. Um, <laughs> I would for kicks, I would probably throw in, the JLA by Grant Morrison omnibus because it's massive and would take a long time to read. Um, and it's just goofy, you know, kicks bloaty superhero stuff. Uh, that's bonkers and amazing. So that's going to go in there. And, um, alternatively, um, I would pick a really good, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know that I would pick a history book because it would just remind me of what we've lost and uh, and not what we where where we are now. So, of course, I'm going to include our podcasting book in there. Um, for but, sure. Uh, for sure. I was going to mention that. I wish you yes. have included that on my list, too. Absolutely. I'm, I'm also, yeah, our podcasting book, I'm making the assumption that my memoir has published at this point. Um, <laughs> I can't yeah, wait to read that one. We're, we're just going to assume that that's on its way. Um, um, you know, you brought up a really good point uh, about not looking to the past. Um, all right, but I will say this, though. I would throw in something that is timeless like Shakespeare, even though I kind of, I have, I mean, I, there's kind of this love hate with Shakespeare because it's parodied and there's so many variations that people have kind of taken it, but also there's, there's something about 
that's beautiful and makes you feel alive. It's like bringing a book of poetry with you. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if, if all you have is time and you mm-hmm. have the ability to think deep, deeply and reflect deeply about, about life, why not have a great book of poetry? I just don't know which one I would choose. So that's well, why I'm not see, here's, to. here's my concern about someone bringing Shakespeare on their, like in their post-apocalypse, apocalyptic wasteland um or their desert island whichever whichever it's going to be maybe they're on a desert island a deserted island when they are in a post-apocalyptic wasteland sun on this deserted island at least Mm -hmm. versus this this uh cormac mccarthy the road okay so it's not just bleak and gray entertaining i don't want to be in a cloverfield 2 bunker (laughs) reading a book I would rather be on a beach, uh, okay. you know, w- looking like Tom Hanks in Castaway or something. Okay. Like that. That, that is much more enjoyable. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, but here's my concern with bringing Shakespeare into this is I feel like that's going to be much like it is today. Um for many people who own copies of Shakespeare's works, it sits on a bookshelf to make it look like you're the type of person who would read it as opposed to someone who actually does read it. So, but, 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 but the point is you would be forced to read it at this point and enjoy all of the, the, the deep reflection and beauty of the writing. Right. A desert Island is the time to read Shakespeare. Yes. A place, so, place in the time. All right, all right, which goes into the post-apocalyptic um, enjoyment of Station Eleven, the novel, which it's about a traveling Shakespeare troupe after the world has more or less ended, and there's only one person in the population around, and they go around doing Shakespeare. So maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe my mind was there. I was not thinking about that book when I when I, I threw that out, but. Mm. Um, but I, I, but maybe the author had that in mind. I'm just thinking, just throwing maybe. that out there. Maybe. Know. Would you become, would, so would you read that? Uh, so would you, would you read Shakespeare to reenact Station Eleven or would you actually just rather read Station Eleven? <laughs> Like, so unlike you, unlike people who are like, I want to stay away from these types of crazy novels, I actually am fine. Like, honestly, if Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is on this afternoon, I'm sorry, I'm canceling meetings and I'm watching that. All right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that's totally fine with me because that's not so outlandish. I've made a pact with my neighbors here along Estes that, hey, listen, if anyone's got any welding tools, I feel like this is the opportunity to really put them to good. Um, and, uh, we can, you know, work on my minivan and get it ready for, uh, pillaging. So even among the gangs of Green Hills here in Nashville, uh, I'm prepared at least as much as possible. So oh, certainly your outfit helps. So listen, you know. I mean, it's, it's, I am pretty excited about the outfits, not the cannibalism, not the, the, the fight till you die in Thunderdome, but like just the outfit of rolling around a desert wasteland um, like Fury Road. It's kind of cool. You know, people do die. I'm aware of that. But I figured if you're going to go out, go out with some style. See, here you go. This is what I've done. I've, I've taken a tragic circumstance, oh. and, uh, <laughs> which is what, by the way, listeners, this is what 
uh, Scarlett and Aaron have told me not to do during this episode. <laughs> so, doing the exact uh, opposite of what we told you to do, Dave. I'm like it's a okay. child. I am like a child who wanders into the middle of a movie and asks what's going on. No, it's fine. You're so. self-aware, though, so it's okay. No, but see, I want to be hiding, reading Dad is Fat, and just thinking, oh, Jim Gaffigan lives in an apartment with his five kids. Ha ha. That's what I want to be happening <laughs> if there's pillaging minivans and welding and uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Aaron, have you finished your list? Because I feel like Scarlett and I came up with some pretty good options. But well, you just- I mean, I gave you three so far. Um, I would be inclined to throw in, um, just because we haven't talked about him in a while, but his stuff is really great. Uh, some uh, Frederick Backman would go in there for sure, too. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Or Bachman. He's real good. Yeah, I'm with you there. Okay. Yeah, Emily actually just started reading. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Britt Marie was here and is really enjoying it too. So, so we've converted her. Okay, maybe. I haven't read that one yet. <laughs> All right. All right, and that's pretty good. All right, so listeners, tell us, you know, tag us as well. Uh, what uh, what what books would be on your list? Um. I'm very curious <laughs> to see because all of ours are kind of different than each other. There's some similarities, but also we kind of our own little perspective. But um, all right, next question for you. All right. In the spirit of, uh, I had a random thought today of it's, it, you know, with everything that's gone on in the world, um, should we be like Jack in Lost? and have a, a, a the, the strong need to go back to the island. And thus, it begs the question, um, for those of you who are not satisfied with the ending of a show like Lost, which no point in running, it is a great show, it has imperfections, but how would we change an ending like that? Which begs the other question, does it beg it? I, I would no, say it that. No, it doesn't beg it. It doesn't beg begs it. It, it begs it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I always get that one wrong. Uh, I'm big on mixed metaphors and everything else that goes with it. But um, it brings up the question. How about that? Does it bring up the question? Okay. Raises the question. Raises the question. No, I think, I think it begs the question. Begs the Does question. It? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it, it <laughs> begs or raises know. the question. Um, are there other books that uh, are out there that you have read and you thoroughly enjoyed up until the <clears throat> ending and mm. would you change them? So um, I think we've, we've kind of, I think we've asked that question online before, but um, I've been trying to think through a few that I'm like, gosh, and I'll start it off because I think, I think we mentioned it, but like the, uh, the Stephen Pressfield's newest novel, 36 righteous men, which is a great novel up until the end which I don't want to ruin it, but let's just say you kind of want a good ending or a, a happier ending. Um, uh, and you get nothing close to that. <laughs> yeah. You, you and, uh, our former co-host talked about it on, on an episode back in the day and, uh, it was pretty bleak. Yeah. And, and so I thought like, why does an author want to do that? Like, I mean, are they doing it just to get us mad? Um, are they doing it just because they're like, I've written enough novels and I can do every, anything that I want. So what does it matter anyways? I'm kind of like, but really like, 
the end of the day, you know, if you look at a good story structure, there's a level of resolution that you need in a story to be truly satisfied. You know, it's kind of like if you're if you're watching like a Terrence Malick film, which is beautiful. Tree Life is beautiful and many others, but if it doesn't follow a structure that's familiar to you, it's all you're always going to struggle to love it perhaps as much as you want. And I do. I love that, but I love it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, yeah. are there books out there that you wish could have ended a little bit differently? Yes. Right. Yes. So I would have loved for good to great to have ended a little bit differently in that uh, I would have loved <laughs> for it to deal with the fact that most of the businesses profiled shut down. Man, mm-hmm. man, you're living in the past. <laughs> that book that gets mentioned on this podcast <laughs> a lot. But here's the deal. I ha- it, it does, and uh, I keep finding myself talking about the principles of that book <laughs> more and more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, again, yeah. the, the – yeah, Go ahead. Keep going. I can't talk about it. Uh, go, go. <laughs> do you ha- is that yours, Aaron, or do you have a, a real one? <laughs> <laughs> when do I ever have a real one? <laughs> so you don't have real – I have a real one. Oh, you go for a real you, one. You I, might have a, I might have one later. <clears throat> well, I have a real one because I just finished it. And I think I texted you guys maybe about how frustrated I was by it. So it might just be not the book, but the genre. Because again, I've, the last couple of years, I've been trying to read different genres because I tend to give up very easily if I don't like something and just say, I don't want to read anything else, anything like that. <laughs> um, but I, I just read The Silent Patient and I... Put it on Goodreads. I some I use Goodreads semi right now. I haven't been great at, but anyway, I put it on there and I didn't know how to rate it because I loved it, loved it. I loved it. It was riveting. I read it really quick, and then I didn't love the ending. And I don't think it's because it was a bad ending. I just wonder, and I can say this because it's on the back of the book. It's not a spoiler, but I wonder if I just don't like twist endings because when you are invested in these characters and you're like, okay, I think I see how this is going. Or if there's a twist, I think it might be this, but then it just kind of leaves you like, oh, that's what happened. And that's kind of how I felt. I didn't really know how to rate it because I thought I might give this five stars if I was thinking how much did I enjoy this book because I really enjoyed it. And I don't even really know how I would have changed the ending, but I just didn't like how I felt when I finished it. Like, oh, so that's who killed who and that's what was happening. I don't know. It was just like, it was very unexpected twist right at the end and i won't say i shouldn't have even said that sorry guys i know it's a popular book right now but yeah yeah, i don't know if that's like a a me problem or a problem with the actual that book i don't know but but i think the point all this too is you 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 said like hey it was an enjoyable book you just did not like the ending it doesn't make it inherently a bad book at least i don't think so i think it no yeah I, i i think uh, you imagine like you, know, you you all know as authors like this people were judging your work all the time that's why I'm, I'm just a, I'm just 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 being patient on my memoir because I want you guys to um, <laughs> you really need to stick the landing on that thing Dave I really do I do when you end it just make it like I think uh, a, I either like a resolution that's like where there's some kind of clear resolution or justice or heartwarming thing. Or I also like the kind of offbeat, like 
this was a book about characters and life. And then that's just kind of what it is. I like that too, Mm -hmm. but I don't love when you get invested and then you feel like, you know, these people and then you're like, Oh wow. Like I didn't even, I think that was my problem in silent patient. You like you were, it was the perspective of the, the uh, therapist guy. So the whole time I felt like I knew him. And then at the end I was like, Oh man, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. That's how we get that. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm still, I'm legitimately trying to think of a book where I was particularly dissatisfied with the ending. And um, I mean, um, I'll, I'll throw another one and I'm not going to ruin it. Cause I think it's, it's again, a farewell to arms Hemingway. Have you guys read it? No. I have not read that one. Well, anyone who's read it knows it ends. Uh, I, yeah, I don't want to read it. It's, it again, it's, it's Hemingway. So if, if you like Hemingway, it's fantastic. But uh, it's just it's just a tough way to end a, end a novel. How about that? You can imagine things don't work out as well as you would hope. How about that? Um, hmm. so, but, but, but that's a good example of one where it's so well done um yet the whole point of it stresses the reality of what happens in war for example and and there are victims um who don't deserve things bad, that are bad that happen to them um and then there are those who certainly could potentially deserve it as, as being a character but um so i think you can be upset by it because you're like i i that person doesn't deserve it where I really like that character. Um, now when you look at like full arcs, like Lord of the Rings and you see who makes it, who doesn't and why, and what the sacrifice look like and all these things like that just feels more complete to me. Cause that's a familiar story. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, um, yeah, I, I struggle sometimes with ones where I'm like, gosh, I just wish it was, I wish it put a better bow on it, but then I'm like, you know, but clearly the author wrestled with us um, of how to end something because life has all sorts of potential bad things to happen. And so, you know, so that it needs to be written. I don't know. I think I don't mind that. I like sad endings. Like I'm thinking about a couple of years ago, I read the nightingale and I sobbed and I don't even remember the details of it, but yeah, life has bad endings. But like, I think what I don't like is be feeling like I was tricked. And I think some people okay. like that reading experience where it's like one of those movies where you, the whole time you think it's one thing, like what, the, what is it? The sixth sense. It's like, you think it's one thing the whole time, but then it's the, you know, I think yes. that's what I don't like. So I, yes. I think the silent patient was not a bad ending or yeah. bad book. I just don't like to feel like I was strung along to believe something the whole time. And then it's changes at the end. Yeah. Right. Um, no, I, I think you nailed it. Uh, that's how I feel about 36 righteous men. Um, now, an- another one I'll throw out there too that's tough is uh, Cold Mountain. If you read the book or seen the movie, um, have you guys? Uh, no. Okay, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it. Yeah, again, <laughs> stories that uh, don't want to put a, a bow on things are just tough to bear. Um, and how does? Life before, I mean, it's a civil war story, and it's a soldier trying to make his way home to his, the woman he loves. It's Jude Law trying to make it home to Nicole Kidman, and well, <laughs> you, you think it's going to end up one way. And I'm guessing he doesn't make it home. 
Well, I figured that movie's been out for now 16 years now. The book's been out for 20. You know, I, I feel it's, like yeah. that's, it's okay. That, that, that's in safe territory now. But Just uh, call this the spoilers episode. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. It's, uh, it's fine. But it doesn't make it a bad story at all. It just makes it like, ah, uh, just right. hard. It, and I think that's what, <clears throat> what's, what's so difficult when you lose characters that you kind of fall in love with because you've gone through an emotional experience with them and suddenly the author to make, decides to make a decision that's gut-wrenching mm-hmm. and kind of robs you of them and and i felt that way about um the, the show the walking dead when again i i guess spoiler alert uh but it's years ago this is like season <laughs> two when herschel is killed or season three who's like the wise character and they notoriously keep killing off all their good characters i quit watching a few years ago but but I remember like being just sad because like you just fall so emotionally. Mm. You're so drawn into such a good character that um, you feel like, gosh, why? Like now everything feels futile. And that's how the show has felt since then. I'm like, well, what's the point? You know, you've lost your voice of reason. So what's the point? Now, if a book ends mm. that way, then so be it. I may not like it, but I still can be a little bit, uh, ro- as you say, robbed, uh, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is Charlotte. See? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm gonna gracious. I'm going to keep doing it. Just oh, Dave. Fine. You know what? It's fine. Just just <laughs> go with it. Just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, oh, glory, glory. Oh. Yep. I think... Um, you know, looking at, uh, I'm just going back and reviewing some of the books I've I've read in the last while. I think um, there's one that I that I read called uh, "The Book of Fate" by Brad Meltzer, which is basically just a schlocky action thriller. Um, I I enjoyed it for what it was. The ending was exactly what it was supposed to be for the kind of book that it is, but it was just so darn predictable. And that was the thing that bothered me the most with it is that it's like, I knew who, who did what before I was even halfway through the book. And that I would have, I would have liked a little bit more surprise so that's and that's that's a common issue with you know you know pseudo mystery books in general is you kind of if if you know the plot structure you know the the genre pretty well you're going to see what's coming a mile away yeah 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 i i, I get that and i and you do for the sake of interest want to bring the reader along as far as you can mhm um, uh, you know, when we interviewed, uh, Kent Kruger, uh, certainly mm-hmm. when you're, when you're writing mysteries, you, you have to master that to be able to get them to that last page and then land it. Um, and after reading only just a couple of his books, I got that perspective. Like it's a, it's a good enough mystery, but not so much to the point where you're like, Oh, that's such a bizarre twist, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Scarlett, what you're saying is that, yeah, just don't, don't mess with me. <laughs> give me, give me something that's going to work, you know? And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's gotta be hard, especially for a fiction writer to, to be able to do. Um, but that's what makes the good ones great. So, 
There it is. There it is. There it is. Well, that that feels like a good place for us to to wrap up that part of our conversation, doesn't it? (laughs) That's all we got. That's right. That's all right. So I did have another topic for us because it's just the three of us. So this seems like a safe place for us to have this discussion. Okay. So we have learned that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've learned you can't sucker punch a virus um science apparently says no um Aww. and uh, i'm really disappointed in that but we also know that scarlet does not like hitting people um yeah and so here's a question is it time to retire the sucker punch hmm. i'm just gonna be silent and listen <laughs> All right, before we do that, we need to come up with something better. Okay, mm. see, we can't, this is not a replacement. This is something to improve upon. So, our mm. challenge needs to be over the next week to land this. Okay. And I think this is okay. a good opportunity for our, um, uh, this is a good opportunity for our listeners to speak in as well. Yeah. Um, so, maybe you can. Uh, Scarlett, can we entrust you with the, the task of throwing up a question on the the Insta or the Gram or whatever the kids are calling it these you days? You can trust me with this. Yes, Thank I you. can handle this. Fantastic. Fantastic. What should we call the what should we what should be the successor for the for the Jack Reacher Sucker Punch of the Week if we get rid of it? Okay. There we go. We will discuss this on the gram, and I will come back with a report All next right. time. Better be good, listeners. It better be good. Okay, if you if you're gonna try and jump on the gram with us, then I'm telling you, it better be good. And just, and just remember, this is this is a really serious <laughs> statement from from Dave because he's tricking out his, his minivan right now for Thunderdome. We don't, <laughs> listen, people, we don't have time. We need you all in here, okay? All in. Oh. Oh, all right. I know. All right. That's a good one. All right. So all we right, will Dave. not end on a sucker punch, but we, we will can talk not. about what we're reading. What are you reading, Dave? Thank you, Scarlett, for asking me that question. I love reading books. I love listening to books. And I've been listening to Steve Turner's biography on Johnny Cash called The Man Called Cash. And it's quite enjoyable. It's not a very long biography, but it's good. And um, I, I've never read Cash by Johnny Cash. Aaron, you have to say that in the way uh, Nick Hornby does, by the nope. way. No. Nope. No. No. Nope. You can't, can't do, do it. No. Nope. You can't do it. Okay. No. Yeah, biography of Johnny Cash, Cash by Johnny Cash. Uh, um, that's always like the funniest line in High Fidelity to me in the movie. I don't even know that's in the book, but in, in the movie, it's funny. Um, but uh, so there you go. It's enjoyable. I'll let you know how it, I, how it finishes. It does not end well for Johnny Cash. Shocker. It's true. I'm, I'm terrible. That's all I got. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Scarlett, what you got? I am reading the knowledge of the holy, which I should have read before, but I, I don't, I feel like maybe I have, but I wasn't sure. So I'm reading it. Um, and I'm reading stay hungry by Sebastian Maniscalco, who is one of my like top five favorite comedians of all time. And I just started it. So I don't have anything to report yet, but his standup is so funny. 
he's got a lot of Netflix specials. I love all of them. Um, and he has a book, so I meant to read it. I think I started it and then something happened. Anyway, I'm reading it. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, I'm continuing to work my way through nothing to see here by Kevin Wilson, but, um, I am also about to start, um, the embers end by SD Smith. And so this is a, this is the final book in a series that our family enjoys a great deal. It is uh, swashbuckling adventures, um, featuring rabbits with swords. So, um, so it's good times. It's good times. Swashbuckling adventures. Yes. Your kids would love it. I bet so, they would. Yeah. If 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 a child has enjoyed um have your have your kids read uh Andrew Peterson's uh Wing Feather series? My kids haven't. My husband has. Yes. We tried to do the listening to him and my mine are, are still young, you know. They yeah. need to I think Ever would like it, but the little ones kind of got distracted. So Yeah. Yeah, so so ever would dig it quite a bit, um, I think. I hope um, my kids all all really really are huge fans of it, and and so they we got into both series around the same time, and uh, and so yeah, so we're having so I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends. Cool. Cool. All right, guys. So uh, I think this uh, brings our April Fool's Day episode to a conclusion. We've done well. We've been serious this whole time. We've not made any jokes. <laughs> no, We've yeah. not lied to people. Um, you know, and and I'm I'm proud of us. This is important. So, add some credibility to uh, to our future. And if you're still listening, we're going to talk to Scott James uh, uh, for the next episode. That's uh, true. That's true. There's a little tease. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, who, who, who is a doctor and a writer? And that's true. So that's tell give. I don't think we've had someone with those credentials yet. No, that's true. We have not had. We've had people with doctorates hang out with us every so often, but not people who are doctors, who are doctor doctors. I'm gonna bring all my ailments to the episode. As I think, I think this is uh, this is really what this episode is going to be all about is is just free consultation uh, publicly. So it's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be great. So, uh, so listeners, thanks for hanging out with with us today, and um, guys, thanks for for jumping on this call and uh, continuing uh, our moderately successful media empire. And uh, so, listeners, uh, do leave your sincere, insincere, just all about the five-star review review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the show. Uh, click some click some of the links to buy books because that helps us pay for this thing. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. This is an Area Code podcast.